Well, um, <clears throat> I think uh, the results is, is not fair, you know. Um, I think you, we produced the double of uh, expected goals than the opponent today. And um, and uh, we need we need to to uh, capitalize those chances, you know. And some of some of the uh, situations that we had in attack that are not uh, expected goals, you know, um, that we made, didn't make the right decision or didn't execute well, um, is something that we have to do better. But to be honest, is we are demanding a lot of this group of guys that are playing every three days. Um, they are exhausted in some moments. Physically, you can see that. Um, and uh, they are just responding every single time. Every time that something uh, doesn't go in, in, in our way, they just respond. Because think about that. Think about starting with uh, this unlucky on goal, right? And then uh, if you analyze... Um, Besides uh, the goals against uh, Casey, um, some of the goals that we have conceded lately are like a joke, you know. And it's uh, something that um, sometimes in the sports you, you need to have this lack, right? You need to look for the lack, but, um, but you have to, to find it. Well, that was FC Dallas head coach Nico Estevez after the game on Saturday night as FC Dallas drops a home match 2-1 to one to visiting Nashville SC. We're going to talk about that tonight. Welcome everyone to Afterburn Soccer. I'm your host, you can find me, uh, Nathan Hill, at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter for now. Um, Twitter seems to be circling the drain. I don't know what's going on. And uh, my buddy, Jose Carmona, at El Chico Carmona. Hello. And uh, we invite those of you watching, finding us uh, to, to chime in with your comments or questions as we talk about both FC Dallas and North Texas. It was a mixed bag weekend then because while uh, a mixed bag really week, I mean, FC Dallas, two losses in a row now, um, a disappointing loss in, at, at Kansas City and then back home against Nashville, red hot Nashville, by the way with one of the best strikers in the league right now. Gosh, he's good. Um, but North Texas, 2 nothing victory over Los Angeles Galaxy 2. We'll talk about that. So that ends the, the, the weekend on a little bit of a positive note for us to, to dissect. But let's just jump right into FC Dallas and, oh, commiserate a little bit about where this team is. And, and, and you know, you, you could hear the exhaustion in Nico's uh, comments there in that post game. Uh, he's he's tired and and it's hard, I think, in this position as a coach, for him to go hard on his players when the team is banged up. It's not your first choice eleven out there. You're putting Nolan Norris, a youngster, at at six. He makes a mistake, an own goal, which gives Nashville the early lead. FC Dallas comes back and ties it up on a great sequence to, to Hyder O'Brien. Uh, and, uh, but then Hani Mokhtar just uh, does the business on Jose Martinez um, and slots it past Mar Martin Pass. And then FC Dallas is not able to find that next equalizer, uh, even though they generate plenty of chances. It was just a tough match for a team that you could tell is exhausted, banged up, um, so, you know, uh, Nico's been on this thing about this, we've been unlucky. 
And, and I, I agree with him having watched enough soccer to know that sometimes you can be the better team and the bounces don't go your way. But when it does become sort of this run of, of games where there's a, a lot of, of, of a, you know, a lot of lack of luck, then, uh, you know, you start to wonder um, if there's not a jolt of fresh legs or a, a new face needed, you know, shake up a little bit. But, Jose, what, what were your thoughts about that game against Nashville? Well, like, I, uh, like Nico said, just unlucky, in all honesty, and, and not just in the match. Mind you, you, you're facing off against a red-hot team who comes in and didn't have to play midweek like Dallas did. So not only do they come in red-hot, but they come in rested. And against, uh, uh, you know, they had to be licking their chops. You know, they, they, have, they have a team who played uh, midweek and is banged up and is missing multiple starters and is forced to start uh, several reserves in, in in spots the in key spots and then the the people that they're subbing in been in are aren't necessarily 100 percent either so you know it, it's it's a concern the mounting injuries and the fact that the team is now basically on, on a losing tear and and while i'm trying not trying not to get two down on the team, they're still in fourth place. Mind you, for all of the bad luck that they've had, mm-hmm. that's one thing that hasn't gone against them. The question is, how long can they keep this up? How long can, can how much of a cushion do they have before they start dropping in the standings? I mean, it's, it's a concern. It's an understandable concern, though. It's, it's just tough to watch. The one bright side is that that the kids are getting minutes, you know, this is valuable uh, playing time for certain players and, and uh, it will hopefully pay off in the long term. That's the one bright spot we take out of this. Right. Herbert in getting his uh, first MLS start. First MLS start. What a, what a rise. Nor- Norris with a second. Norris taking with a start. second. Um, and, you know, I don't think he's going to start um, – but it'll be interesting to see what, 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 what juggles with this Wednesday night game and even the weekend. But, you know, no, Norris, it, it, it's hard to be really harsh on him. He, he gave up. In fact, I asked um, Nico about this today. I didn't pull that clip up. But just, you know, how do you handle that with a young guy? But, but Nico was pretty uh, complimentary of, of, of Nolan's performance. Yeah, he, the own goal was unlucky. It could have gone anywhere. Um, that happens. It happens to the best defenders in the world. Um, you know, it, it happens. So you, you, you move on from that. Um, he, Nolan, you know, had another yellow card in this one and stuff. But he sort of hung in there. He, 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 he did his part, you know, in a really tough situation when the team doesn't have many other guys to turn to, especially with Edwin Cerillo out on yellow card accumulation. So, you know, it'll be nice to have everyone back. Nolan probably is, is an option off the bench then, but... Um, I agree. It, yeah, you know, the other little nugget that's come out of these games is that uh, Facundo Quinone, I thought he had, quietly on Saturday, one of his stronger games, influentially, in FCLs, because I believe he started the, the attack that led to the Hyder's goal that he had a really nice pass 
out to the left wing that that started that sequence um, that whole chain yeah right. chain of events yes and 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 that question came up was like hey you know you've used this guy a lot and yet it seems like he is really freer in a double pivot when there's someone next to him to be more creative to push forward to be more of an influence on the game and and Nico acknowledged in the media availability today that um, you know uh, maybe we coaches make mistakes that we overlook these qualities of players and and that Facundo is very influential on Saturday so that's so that's a positive out of this this tough stretch and and to say that because Facundo has been a, a a guy with a you know mercurial reputation the FC Dallas fans that uh, he's been fine at times. He's been solid. And at times, he's also been a little, you know, not up to his salary tag, perhaps. Uh, you know, we've expected a bit more. Um, so to see a strong performance, I think we could take that as a positive. Yeah, but I think what we're starting to see is something that we all kind of suspected was that not just Quinone, but Surreal, they both work better in a, in a double pivot, you know, with with two defensive mids instead of one. If you start one or the other, they each have weaknesses and, and, and you know, weaknesses that will either hold you back or that the opposing team can target. Um, but when you have them both together, they kind of complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, and so that's the question, though, is, is, is it better to have both of them or have, you know, when healthy, uh, the Jed and Pamikal pairing, because that's mm-hmm. what you're sacrificing. You're either going with a with a, a single six and having Pamikal and the Jet together, or you're going with the double sixes, and, and then you're going to have one, only like a, a, a 10, basically. Um, but still, I think this is good. To know now, this will hopefully help the team going forward because now I think uh, it'll give Nico that option, you know, of saying, hey, we're playing, there's going to be some matches on the road where we are better suited to playing a more defensive style and maybe playing Surio and Quinone starting on the road may become a regular thing. And then, of course, at home, you then would start Lejet and Pomical when healthy and either choose Kenyon or Surreal. So I think the fact that they've proved that they can play well together will make it to allow the team to sort of rotate a little in the, in the midfield, which we've seen a lot of injuries. Looks like it's going to be a necessary thing going forward. And and the fact that Norris has come in and, and given solid minutes, I think it's he's proven that he can be an option off the bench uh, as a sub and give you quality minutes going forward and and uh i mean i think long term provided the team gets healthy (laughs) is it's it's something the team's learning and hopefully hopefully they can make a run sooner or later Mm -hmm. well the it it was asked today of nico uh kind of the um availability of the squad injury wise and and he was pretty uh, direct and to the point that it's not going to be at least until the Austin FC match where we see maybe, you know, Paul Ariola and Sebastian available. Uh, Paxton looks like a little bit longer term from that and Siki as well. So uh, there's not going to be any imminent good news. And yet, um, 
you know, it's, it's so the team's going to have to dig in for a couple of, of more matches before they can expect some reinforcements and some fresh legs. So we're going to see probably more of some of these these younger guys get minutes and get an opportunity to to show um, why they deserve more. You know. Yeah, but even even if it's just let's just say we just get legit and Ariola back, even even that helps a ton because now at least you have some options. Sure. Because you can then start Velasco at the ten spot, if need be, and and you can have Obreon and uh, Paul on the wings, or you could start Legit. Uh, you could start Legit and Velasco in the middle. Um, it, it gives you the ability to do some things that you you know. It's better than what we have right now as far as right. options, because right now the the lineups are kind of being forced. You're very thin at midfield. So you gotta, you know, give Norris minutes there. You gotta give Velasco minutes there. I mean, you're, you're uh, it's just a tough spot, and and just having one midfielder back, and and I I think Ariola could probably play centrally too if needed. So I think just having a little bit of an option is better than no options at all. Well, um, we can also give some praise to Hyder Obrian who you know, has almost kind of been in the doghouse to start the season. And even going into last season, it just felt like a, a – I, I think you've said it before, Jose, he's a useful piece on this roster. He's a speedster. He's not costing a lot of, of, of a salary cap situation. Um, but even that said, there's been moments where we kind of wish that we had a little bit more. And all, but, but in this – you know, and, and it goes to – this is how soccer players are. You know, you give them a run of minutes. It lets them get into form, get into rhythm – and, and get some positive things going. And so he's had uh, two goals, I think one assist in these last three games. So kudos to him for strong performance, for showing up at a, at a time when the team really needed someone like him to step up a bit. I think he's just proven his his, his value as, as a key uh, rotation piece going forward. I mean, let's face it, uh, winger depth has been an issue for us, continues to be. But once... Uh... Everyone gets healthy. It'll be nice to have someone like Obriano who can come in and, and, and uh, give Ariola or Velasco, you know, times to rest. So, excuse me. Um, so I think I think maybe I'm in the minority in this, but I think I've seen enough from Obriano to say, you know, I would be okay if they bring him back next year. Where at the beginning of the year, you know, the first month or so, I was like, uh, we need to have Kamungo or somebody, you know, beat him out. But no, I think, I think he's proven that, Hey, he's a serviceable, serviceable player. We, we, we'd rather have an inform Ariola starting, but that's not happening. So, you know, an inform Orbrian is better than nothing. I mean, he's out playing Velasco who still doesn't look a hundred percent. And, and I mean, I think that's just a lot. So, mm-hmm. Kudos to him for stepping up his game and, and showing that, you know, he's not just a waste of, of, of cap money. Well, I did ask today, Nico, kind of about the motivation going into this game on Wednesday against St. Louis, who's, who are in great form, but again, it's just a weird game. So, so both teams are going to have to decide how to address it. But I, I think for FC Dallas, the motivation's obviously there. Like, hey, 
we weren't happy with how we played against Nashville. We know we can do a little bit better than that. We know we can clean up the mistakes. So here's a chance for us to go back, get one goal, clamp down on the game, and, and get three points and sort of, you know, then then go and worry about Portland at Portland, which you can, you know, I'm, I'm already thinking that Nico may even, like, really rotate the squad against Portland and just say, hey, let's take our chances up there, you know. But – We'll see how it goes. Let's listen to Nico answer, when I asked him about the motivation for this match. We we have uh, a lot of motivation for this game because, um, to be honest, we've been playing uh, better than our opponent in the last three games, uh, creating much more um, chances than uh, our um, opponent. And we are not having uh, the lack or... Uh, in our side, because if you analyze some of the goals that we concede or some of the goals that even San Luis score uh, lately, um, uh, we we don't have that that yet. It's not uh, in our way, and then we'll have to be proactive to to change that that narrative and uh, and and see that uh, that we have the the luck uh, with us and and we can uh, score the goals that we create. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a special motivation. I think it's just a game where winning, it put us in a great position with 26 points. Um, and I think that the players know that and, uh, and they know that it is a, a really, really uh, good chance to, to step on the, on the points, you know, that we have right now and, and put us closer to the, the, the teams at, at the top. Motivation. I mean, I, that's why I just said, I, I think in these past two media calls with Nico, he, he looks a little exhausted, <laughs> but I think he the does. team is feeling that, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it has just been, it has been a packed May and, and June. And so it makes sense. And I know for him as a coach to be able to have to go into a game plan and see your guys who you're tired, who are tired, who need a break, but you, you've got to turn to them because there's not any other options. You know, uh, it, it, it's not fun to be a coach in that situation. Um, and he's not alone. Other coaches have been there. But, yeah, um, uh, on the other hand, the team is still in a good position. Uh, I think Wednesday it's going to be a good opportunity for this team just to grab that goal, close things out, and uh, and kind of turn the page a little bit. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, game simply for the fact of how short it's going to be. So it allows both teams to – play harder than they normally would and so the team that the the coach that can get his teams fired up and motivated to come out firing all cylinders that's likely who's going to get get the points i mean you know st louis comes in ahead being ahead of his dell so i think i think it's an important match because let's face it you're chasing them and handing them an l and getting three points on them that puts you a step closer to jumping up from fourth to third because let's face it that's where the i mean that's where the race is you know um even even seattle isn't playing all that great so really there's a spot for a team behind lafc and right now the three teams battling it out are you know i mean i know fc dallas hasn't been doing so well lately but that's you know that's all injuries and and the glut of games that they've got so yes, this is a very important game. They gotta figure out a way to come out. And I think 
they will get a bit of luck in this game. One, it's a short game. So it's not going to be like any some of the other mid, you know, midweek games. Um, also, I don't St. Louis, in my opinion, is not a very deep team. And they played, uh, they're playing on a short week also. So they're not going to have the advantage that Nashville had when they came in, you know, having a whole week, you know, plenty of time to rest, plenty of time to prepare. And, and St. Louis won't have that. And I, so I think this will be, uh, I think there's a little bit of luck shining on, on FC Dallas this Wednesday and, and hopefully they can, uh, they can make it pay off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be an, it'll be an interesting week just to see how Nico handles this, how the team handles it. But yeah, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a really weird match. Uh, so it's uh, there's just a lot of uncertainty about it. Well, let's go ahead and turn over to North Texas. Meanwhile, uh, and oh, and before we get there, of course, the other downer of the result was that the U.S. U20s crashed out uh, in quarterfinals. Congratulations to them for reaching quarterfinals, but. Uh, and they hadn't given up a goal yet, and then quickly um, gave up a goal. A big mistake from Justin Che going to ground and to a cross, and then to a kind of pretty easy shot on goal uh, uh, for Uruguay, and then uh, well, and then a, a own goal in the second half that kind of sealed the deal for them. You know, so a disappointment, but that does mean Antonio Carrera comes back for North Texas. Um, it still keeps that question mark open. Did Justin Che do enough to impress some second-tier team or something that may want to take him on loan or figure out some deal or make a purchase option for him? We just don't know yet. We'll be waiting to see. Well, you know my opinion on Che. I, I'm not I'm not like other FC Dallas fans. I think he's a talent. I think there's minutes to be had for him uh, in this squad. I mean, that's the other thing, you know, if, if – if, uh, when – when does he join the team? I mean, if he joins them sooner than later, that's good for us. We need depth. And I think he can provide quality minutes for this team. The problem with Che, the question with Che, the problem that everybody has with him is, does he even want to be in Dallas? Honestly, that's the only negative mm-hmm. on the kid. Talent-wise, I mean, I think he's one of these guys. He's, he's, he's a guy that can play anywhere in the back line. You can pet it, play him on the wings. He's, he's just a talented player who you can slot at anywhere and, and he'll give you quality minutes. The question is, like I said, that, that we all have is, does he even want to be here? Because that's at the end of the day, that's what I think has FC Dallas fans down on him coming back. It's like, yeah. if, if you do you really want a player out there, I don't care how talented they are, if they don't want to be here, are they going to give 100%? And... Uh, I would say I would say yes. I think I think Che is professional enough to realize that he was he asked for a shot. He was given a shot. He didn't make it. But that just means you got to come back and prove that you deserve another shot. So if I mean I'm I hope the team finds him uh, alone if he doesn't want to come back. But I hope they also make him understand that say hey if if we couldn't find you alone. We want you to play for us hard and show other teams why they deserve to to give you a you know you know show them yeah. your worth. So yeah. we'll give you the minutes if you earn them, but we're not going to hand them to you. So if you're here, you're going to fight and show that fight. And I think Che helps his team. This team has got it. It's 
That's simple as that. I think he can come in and give us quality minutes. I mean, we started uh, – FC Dallas started Ibiaga at right back. In this exactly. Year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chase here, that's Chase starting at right back. Mm-hmm. And I know some guys are like, well, this and that. I know we all think that Giovanni Jesus is going to get bought, but that he hasn't been bought. He's just a player on loan. There is no guarantee that FC Dallas will buy him as much as some of us like him. I know I like him a lot. I think he's got a lot of potential. But, you know, the injuries has, have highlighted some of his deficiencies, especially on defense of late. And like I said, there's no guarantee that FC Dallas will buy, will buy him. If you got Justin Shea and he proves he can play at right back, and Colin Smith well, looks to be making that step. Giovanni Jesus, FC Dallas did purchase him. Oh, so they did officially purchase him? I must have missed that. So yeah. there you go. There you go. I missed that. So if that's the case. Yeah. All right. I thought it was yeah, long. Yeah, 2026. So, yeah, no, 2026. Yep. I mean, that's okay. what they've done in the past. And so, no, I think that's this fine. time they did purchase him. So. Okay. Well, then that's great. Great. But I'm saying there's Justin Shea. I think he'll compete wherever they want him. And, and I think all the injuries have proven that uh, it'd be nice to have a player that can slot in at right back, left back. Or that, center that back. right right center back in, the, in a 5 <laughs> that you can, right? That you can slot in on the wing. And before people roll their eyes at me, Hunkwa was asked to play on the left wing. So that's it's not it's not out of the question that someone like Che would be slotted in in the wing sure. if needed because we've seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just think he's a talented player. Uh, and I hope, I hope he finds a loan spell. And if he doesn't, I hope he comes back and and and, and proves that he deserves the minutes. I I know people forget that he played significant minutes for Dallas when he was here at right back, and I thought he did well. I did I thought he did well when he was here. I don't recall him doing badly or or showing poor body language or any of that nonsense when he was here. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to see him back, and I'm kind of excited to see what Dante Sealy has to offer when he returns too. Um, simply because it's a place of neat depth-wise right now. So yeah. having another body to compete, to train right now with all the injuries, uh, these guys may not – I mean, in the end, they may not be starters or guys that become significant rotation pieces, but at this time, with all the injuries, they are needed bodies for training that will definitely allow us to rest some other people at the, at the least. Mm-hmm. Well, um, shifting back, let's just shift back to North Texas because that Justin Che question will resolve itself in time. I know yes, we'll, we'll just see. We're going to see what comes out of it. But um, yeah, North Texas with a 2 nothing home victory against Los Angeles Galaxy 2. It was Anthony Ramirez, his first goal, first professional goal. Another FC Dallas Academy kid. Um, Thomas. Another Pondeca. highly thought of, yeah. Yeah. And, Thomas Pondeca, who we did a nice feature of on Afterburn.Soccer much earlier in the season. An interesting guy. He kind of finally came through a bit on some of his potential attacking promise and uh, served up. Uh, was involved in both goals as well as Jose Mulatto. So uh, just a, a good all-around game for North Texas after having the series of games where either they go down 2 nothing in a hole and then fight back for a draw. Um, or they go up to nothing and then end up giving up goals and sloppy situations and ha- have to settle for a draw. Um, 
But so here's the thing: North Texas now all of a sudden is a six-game uh, streak, uh, 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 a winless yeah. streak. Um, they have a lot of draws in there, um, but they haven't lost a match. And then uh, I, I so, said that wrong. Not you winless. Said winless. <laughs> that's not undefeated. right. That's right. Yeah, it's a six-game <laughs> undefeated streak. Sorry about that. Um, and then yeah, and then get a win at home, which sort of I think. Helps them maybe put away some of those, uh, yeah, just the, the mixed feelings they've had of some of the disappointing results and disappointing plays the, that that kind of spoiled them a bit over these past few weeks. So we saw Julian Eystone get another clean sheet, um, a much more solid defensive uh, setup. So let's let's go ahead. I, I only have audio since that we didn't do a media call, but I, I was able to to get a question. To Javi, let's just uh, let's listen to Javi's audio here. All right, the first question I have for you was: uh, Was this a pretty close to complete game for your team and the clean sheet and multiple goals? And how so? How do you want your squad to build off of this performance? Yeah, uh, I mean today, today we we came to the mentality: Yes, uh, we need to we need to compete and and try to. Take advantage of their mistakes, you know. On the first half, we were running a lot, and and on the halftime, we modified a little bit. We just talk uh, what we need to improve, and thanks for that, we we scored the two goals, you know. Like we were saying, like close lines, close uh, close distance, and and the first goal I think was a counter attack, and we take him for this. The second, we were focusing on like how many services we made from the side, and and the second goal was coming from this. So like this was our. Our big thing, um, and from this we need to we need to learn. Like sometimes, the ball the ball could be for the opponent, and we need to be well organized. You know, being organized, not committing mistakes at the end. In this league, in this league, players are so young, you know, and they want to commit mistakes. So if we avoid them, avoid it, and we take these advantages. We want to win a lot of points this year. Alrighty, uh, next question. If they take advantage of those situations, they'll win a lot of points this year. And really, uh, looking at where North Texas is in the standings, um, you know, and, and I had pulled it up earlier, but they're in a in a good spot to make a run, you know, to, to be in contention, um, you know, coming down the stretch here. Um, well, I can't pull it up. They're fifth, actually. Fifth. They're fifth, but, but I think they're sixth if you go by – points per game they've got more games played than everybody else <coughs> so they're fifth but but technically i think they're sixth uh, in points per game and like i said they got like 13 games played while everybody else has like 11 so they got games in hand which is not necessarily a good thing but like you said they're undefeated in their last six <coughs> excuse me uh, the change that i've noticed that that uh, an adjustment that has been made um and, and at least, if I remember correctly, is, is one of the biggest concerns at the start of the season is that all the uh, foreign loans and, and, and signings hadn't really performed up to the standards of North Texas uh, previous signings, you know. So I, I know a lot of people were complaining about how their, you know, the signings have been poor this year um, or had been performed poor, poorly. But, you know, I think the team in the past couple of weeks has started leaning more on the academy kids. You're starting to see, you know, uh, 
Ramirez and, and Nairobi, and and you're starting to see all, all these kids get key minutes, and you've seen a turnaround in the way the team's playing. Uh, that defense is the main Achilles heel, of course. It has, you know, they've allowed 22 goals this season and they've scored 21. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, when you're 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 negative one on goal differential, I mean, it, to be fifth place in the West, that's quite an accomplishment. But it, it's those goals when when they're given up, they come in bunches. So it's like it's like one mistake, uh, and suddenly you have multiple mistakes happening. So I think it's a sign that the team may be panicking. Uh, or was panicking and 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 now maybe they're getting more comfortable. It's it's a process and I think the team's doing great. In all honesty, I I, I can't complain about where they are. I like their stretch coming up, by the way, which I'm going to bring up. They play against Portland in their next game on the 10th. That's a winnable game. I mean, that's a that's a game that that honestly, the next three games that they have are games that they can get points from. Portland's just not a good team. Uh, and and I would be shocked if North Texas doesn't come back from that road match with at least a point or two, you know, against Portland. And I wouldn't be stunned if it's I honestly I would expect three, but you know it is a young team. So then they then they they host uh, San Jose, a, a tough team, but again it's a home match, so every chance that they can come up points with that. And then the game after that will be. Uh, sporty, at Sporting Kansas City, uh, not a strong team, not a bad team. They're they're a pretty average team. Uh, they're probably at the same level that North Texas right now in performance wise. They're like a 500 team. So again, another another game where they should be matched evenly, even on the road. And there's no nothing stopping them from coming back with a point. Uh, minimum against San Jose, and then of course after that, hosting uh, LAFC in North Texas. So the next four matches, there's nothing to prevent um, North Texas from keeping this unbeaten run. I'm not saying they're going to win all four games, but I'm saying there's nothing to say they can't get you know draw, win, draw, win, something along those lines. And that's all they need to do as long as they stay where they're at. And, and keep, I think the problem that they had in the first month, first two months of the season is they were unable to hold on for draws. They were out and out losing. And now you're seeing the team kind of grow and those out and out draw uh, losses are now becoming draws. Mm-hmm. So that's where the improvement has happened in this team. This team has, hasn't fixed all the holes in the ship, but they're not trading as much water as they were before, and it's starting to show. Uh, it's starting to show that this team is starting to gel, and I think Coach Kano is trying to find out which players he wants uh, can perform better in certain places. You're starting to see other players pick up their play, like uh, Pondeka. It seems to be fi- figuring out how he fits into the team. And that's just it. It's, I think this team will be a solid team. They'll be right in, t- in, in the middle of the playoff hunt. And, and we'll find out in the next month. I expect them to, like I said, I expect them to have a shot to continue an unbeaten run. And if they do that in the next four matches, we'll be a much better play after 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 this month is uh, after the month is over. 
Good stuff. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I realize how much I enjoy watching North Texas play, and I encourage other folks who are following FC Dallas to give them a try. I mean, if, if, if I still live in Dallas, uh, that Choctaw Stadium would be a, a, a closer trip sometimes than, than Frisco. But um, it, it's fun to see those guys because they're just playing for an opportunity. They're hungry. They're young. They're making mistakes, sure, but they're just they're growing up right in front of you. So it's exciting to see these young guys, and you never know when you can say, "Well, I, I remember them when you know they, uh, you know, it, it, because because the sky's the limit." Some of these guys, the talent, and, and they're they're proving it, you know, on, on the pitch. Just just the last two FCD games have have kind of shown you why you should pay attention to North Texas and at least check them out because players from that are. I have played minutes with North Texas uh, uh, this year or at the end of last season that saw minutes, even starts for FC Dallas in, in this last two games. You're talking about Colin Smith, Norris, Andale, Camungo, Mulatto. That's just five that I can think off the top of my head that, that saw significant minutes in the last two games for FC Dallas. And it just shows you that North Texas, regardless of what you think of, of the league they're playing in, continues to provide future players for the senior team. And and that's something you can be excited about. And definitely why you should watch them. I mean, I, I know I usually watch them after uh, Dallas has a draw or a loss, and they're my pickup, you know, it's like because they usually play on Sundays. So it's like, come on, you know, it's like give me something that at least – finish the week on a, on a, on a bright spot. And they did this weekend. So, and, and they play a fun uh, style, uh, fun brand of, of, of uh, soccer. So uh, I think it's a very exciting team to watch and yeah, the other shows haven't come their way, but that has more to do with that leaky defense. And, and they seem to be figuring out how to at least get it under control and the goals will come. This team, this team has enough firepower to, uh, to keep, to keep it up, to keep their current run going right now. Well, good stuff. Um, well, let's uh, let's close the show tonight with just this quick uh, Wednesday night pre- prediction. I mean, I don't know. Are you ready to make your prediction, Jose? What do you think? What do you <laughs> one think? Zero. This... One zero. One zero. FC Dallas. They'll they'll right. they're gonna find a way. They're gonna find a way to come out on fire, get a goal in, and then Nico's gonna say, "All right, just just shut it down. Shut. Kill the game." I think so. I think it'll. It's gonna be a nervy game. Don't get me wrong. It's gonna be one zero, but I think it's gonna be, um, like I said, with that short of time. My goodness, it could be a wild forty minutes. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I think a one nothing. I think FC Dallas comes out. They just grab some kind of goal, and maybe not be a pretty goal, and then. May even like sub out Jesus. May sub out some guys. Just we're gonna give you guys a rest, and just gonna throw out as many defenders as we can and see if we can't see this thing out. So, yeah. well, well, it depends on if they have any substitutions left. I mean, three of the players that started the match against St. Louis will not be there. You're talking Ariola, the jet, uh, uh, and Tuomasi. So no, no, Tuomasi didn't start. I think his, who's, uh, um, I'm not sure it's going to be. That's, it's, I'm fairly sure Giovanni Hsu started that match. So, no, it was it was three. It was, oh, Paxton. Paxton, Legend, Paxton, and Ariola. Paxton. Those three guys. So, 
you're gonna you have to replace them and are you gonna be forced to use your subs for those three players is the one thing I'm curious to find out because if that happens that leaves you with two subs for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, do they minutes. still have like their three sub windows or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be. That's going to be amusing because that, that'll determine, you know, that'll determine how much Dallas can do. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. I'm going with a one nothing win as well. I just think it's that kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. We'll just take what we can get and, and St. Louis may be willing also to say, hey, you know, let's, uh, let's just go home without any injuries here. This is a weird situation, but. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Of course, we'll be posting the audio and hope you subscribe and and like and share. And, of course, follow us at afterburn.soccer. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Have a good night.